Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Dewey. And it's Brianna. And welcome to... Am I Grown? Yeah. Hello. What's up? We, we back. back. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't rehearsed. That's crazy. No, it really wasn't. Um, we're glad to be here. We'll be more consistent now that our event is over. That took over our lives. And a huge shout out to the people who were able to come to our event. Yes, we all appreciate the um, We do have a special guest today. You want to introduce yourself? Hey, y'all. It's Ashley. <laughs> so we have Ashley here. Um, do you want to tell us a couple of things about yourself? Okay. Uh, what you want to know? Um, <laughs> what do you do for a living? Uh, for a living, I have I do a lot. Um, I work for the state of Ohio as an epidemiologist. Okay. I teach human sexuality, and I am a full time PhD student. Yes. Dope. Smart. <laughs> Smart. Um, so at the event, we had a little activity where people came in to write down what does love mean to them, and we wanted to share a few of those to open up the show today. Okay, so I'm going to go first. Okay. So the first one is love is mutual respect, understanding, and friendship. That actually kills all of them. Because <laughs> it's very true. So... Wait, what was it again? Mutual respect and understanding and friendship. So mutual respect, understanding, and friendship. That's cute. That's true. I feel that. Okay. <laughs> I don't have much to say about that one. Yeah. Um, okay, hold on. Uh, I can't read this. Go ahead and switch. Oh, to... wait. They're asking me a question. Is love a feeling or an action? What makes us want to love one another? Hmm. Um, I used to think <laughs> it was a... I mean, I guess I used to think it was a feeling, but I guess it's an action. Like, I mean, you have the choice to love or not to love, so it's definitely an action, in my opinion. What I agree think? with that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I want more of, of action love than feeling love, because I can't really <laughs> gauge, like, your feeling, you know yeah. what I mean? Lust is a feeling. There we go. Love uh, is an action. There we go. Come on. There we go. Love, PhD. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can take one. Love means having a best friend through anything. I concur. Yeah. yeah. Even like if it's a relationship type of best friend right. or a brother sister best friend mm -hmm. or a parent best friend, yeah. I would agree. Love okay. means having a best friend. I agree with that too. Mm -hmm. But um, through anything is the key word. Yeah, I'm falling off. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, love is a choice. And since we just kind of concluded that it's an action, it is a choice. Like, you have, you choose if you're going to let this person or not. Oh, I don't so. be choosing. I feel like it just keeps happening sometimes. I'm like, dang, like, I really love you, but I don't even know you. So. Right. <laughs> um, love is sacrifice. Very true. Yes, I think that you sacrifice your peace sometimes with love because you're trying to make sure the other person's okay. And okay. I mean, I'm sure like, there's balances to that, but... I think whenever you're sacrificing something, you're also losing something. Hmm. I could buy low key. <laughs> I mean, a sacrifice, you're giving up something, right? Yeah, so I said, when you said sacrifice of losing something, I was like, I can buy. Yeah, I'm losing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, love means automatic problems. <laughs> well, I guess that's a follow up to yours. Yeah. <laughs> I feel They're that. losing. <laughs> so it's a big time. Right, right. Nah, that's that's true. Maybe right. this person got 99 problems. Right. Okay. Guess who that was? <laughs> All right, we'll talk about it later. Oh, <laughs> no, you were. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait, hey, why do I have to be high in 
pal, Wait, bro. no, wait, pause. That's literally me. You got good handwriting. Thank you. I can tell it's his handwriting, except for that L, I was confused. Yeah, I tried to do something cute because it was going to be on the wall, so I said love with a little curse of L. All right. But yeah, that's me. All right, so love is unconditional. Love always, always. So, like, love always been in always. That was cute, whoever you are. Like, okay. Okay, cool. Wait, you're mad. Why? Okay. Um... Love is nothing without self-love. And they, like, highlight itself, which is true. Okay. Because if you don't have self-love, you can't love anybody else. That's true. That's not true, though. No, I feel it's like, true. I don't know. Well, I guess you can still feel like you love someone else, though. But I think that's where the problems come when it's, like, you're expecting somebody to give you so much, but it's, like, comes from yourself. Like, mm-hmm. some stuff I just shouldn't have to give you. Like, period. It's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> with loving yourself like you have to be full or close to being full like the love has to overflow to give it to other people but I think when people have either low self esteem or they struggle with self love sometimes they choose to love other people Mm. hoping to be loved back in a way that they don't know how to love themselves Mm. that's what I think I'm not saying I'm right that's just what I think no No, it sounds good that's real actually <laughs> love is a pinky promise. Oh, that's so cute. You said, uh-uh. <laughs> I didn't like, like that one. <laughs> no, because like when you pinky promise something, it's like forever. Yeah, yeah. it's forever. Like you're still in the deal. Like, you're really gonna do it. You know? Okay. You're so bad. Alright, this is literally the last one. Nah, right. we want I want one more too. Right, oh yeah. Everybody I'm saying last oh, one. Okay, sorry. Alright. So love is being whole, accepting yourself and whoever as themselves. I can't That's accept cute. them though. Yeah, I mean I feel like you have to accept them. So No. <laughs> I don't. Um love is a deep, intense feeling one could feel for many different things. Mm. Like not just with people basically, but like I guess it's I think I that's know. infatuation. Yeah, that's oh. sounds like lust to me. You don't know. <laughs> no, she just said it's so I know you tell you. You're going to go with lust. It sounds like lust to me. <laughs> you really like, tried yeah, it. I did. I was like, yeah, okay. You never heard of like being lusty for yeah, somebody? Yeah, I heard of lust, but like I don't know the ins and outs of it. I just know like lust It's is basically like... just built off of like a physical attraction. Okay. Like you're, you are using your body to tell you that you want that person rather than like using your mind. Hmm. You relate. Interesting. I think you relate. I can't keep my business to myself. <laughs> but it's interesting. Love is accepting each other's faults. Yes, but also love is encouraging the person to get better at their faults. Yes. Okay. Like helping them grow. Right. Pointing out their faults but helping them grow. Like Yo, that. we forgot to mention that Ashley was... The sex Yeah, this is the sex bird. I mean, I'm pretty sure like we, we posted, but yes. But yes. This is sorry. Ashley, the sex bird herself. <laughs> <laughs> She's here. Okay? She's here with us. All right, so we'll continue to move on. Yo, now it's time for Come Sit on Our Couch. Come Sit on Our Couch. Come Sit on Our Couch. All right, so it's time for Come Sit on Our Couch, Come Sit on Our Couch, Come Sit on Our Couch. 
And today we're gonna have a fun and interesting conversation with Miss Ashley here. Um, she kind of gave you guys a little intro of herself, but we want to know, get a little deeper. So what made you go into your field of study? Um, well, after, let's see, after I got my master's degree, I, like, I had been working in sexual health for a while, mm -hmm. and, like, I worked on campus at uh, UC, and so I wanted to do more of that work, and so I started working for the health department down in Cincinnati, and my job was basically, uh, <laughs> I was, like, a disease investigator okay. for syphilis and HIV, mm. and so my job consisted of me, um, Basically, like, going, like, around the city, like, knocking on people's doors, going to their jobs, wherever they was, to let them know that their test results were positive for wow. either syphilis or HIV or both, and getting them um, into treatment, um, talking to them about their partners, getting their partners tested. Um, so, I loved that job, first of all. That was, like, one of my favorite jobs. Yeah. Sounds crazy. But <laughs> um, sounds like a lot. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was a lot. It was intense. But I loved it. I did it for about two years. And then I started to the more people I interacted with, the more I started to see like love triangles, like mm -hmm. relationships gone wrong, like miscommunication. Um, and then there wasn't a lot of like mobility for me and my job. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to go higher professionally. So I knew I wanted to go back and get a Ph.D., but then at the same time, I got an opportunity to work for CDC in Atlanta. So I moved to Atlanta and um, did, like, HIV prevention on a national level, which was also really dope, really cool. Yeah, sounds good. Um, and, but at the same time, I, was in, I started school down at University of Georgia, and I was commuting from Atlanta to Athens, which is, like, a little over an hour, like, Ooh. twice a week. Okay. And um, but I had an opportunity to go to Indiana University and I turned it down to move to Atlanta. And with just the back and forth of driving back and forth between Atlanta and um, and Athens, I decided to just leave my job and go to school full time okay. um, to really just understand how people make their health decisions and how people um, decide like what is best for them when it comes to sexual health and sexuality and that's really how I ended up where I am now is just I don't know like it just it just kind of happened honestly like I knew I wanted to be in this field I didn't know what job I wanted right. mm -hmm. but all of the all of the job opportunities just kept coming and and now I just love being able to give young people the correct information right. and yeah, talk right. to them yeah. in a way that they can relate and they can understand, but then they can make the decision for themselves rather than just give them information like that they learned in high school, like don't have sex or yeah, <laughs> you know, wear a condom, wear a condom yeah. but don't know how to put on a condom, don't know what condom is best for them. Um, don't know that there's more than one type of condom, like just giving people the information that they need mm -hmm. and then allowing them to make their own decision. Like we're adults. So I feel like we should empower one another to have the correct information. And I love being able to do that for, you know, like my community, like yeah. black people. So, you know, that's what I do. I educate black people about the stuff they don't know <laughs> as it relates to sex and sexual health. Yes. I yeah. love that. So you're very well versed. You say you work with HIV, syphilis. Mm -hmm. you're, I mean, and you was at the show. So you told everybody that they don't got a G spot. So yeah. I think that was a lot for people to have. Yeah. <laughs> they were so, shook. Yeah, they were so yeah. shook. Like so yeah. many questions. So 
with that being said, is it hard for you to date? Is it hard for me to date? Yeah, what when it comes that? to like, like partners Whoa. and sex. Like, <laughs> I mean, I was, oh. like, I was thinking um, about it like, well, verse, well, well sis. Like. I mean, not really because, okay, so first of all, because I am in this field and like my Instagram bio says like, I'm an epidemiologist, like right. I'm a sexologist. Most people don't know what those are. Right. So I take the approach of like, if a guy's willing to look it up, and like, mm, yeah. And then see like, oh, this is what you do, right? Right. right. And like, it's cool with that. Yeah. Then I feel like it's cool because then we can have fruitful conversations about. So this is what I do. This is what I study, and these type of questions I need to know about you up front, day one. Period. <laughs> I have no problem talking about it or asking yeah. you. So I feel like that is not really an issue. Um, where I've seen some of the issues around dating has been like. The fact that I'm getting a PhD, mm, or said that like, about that. yeah, because like I have a lot of education. Yeah. Um, I'm busy. Yeah. But the real she be thinking, she be thinking we jealous. Like she real be thinking busy. Man be like, y'all do. I don't know if it's a jealousy thing, <laughs> and I don't think it's a. I don't think men are intimidated by me either, because you know the men that I've dated recently since I've been in my program. Mm. None of like all of them have been supportive. It's really just been a time thing okay. or a location thing. Like nobody's coming to Bloomington, okay? okay. And I don't live in Bloomington anymore. I'm in Columbus, okay. but you know, like it's a small town, yeah. and so you know, it was doing long distance, and that was really tough. Um, so that I think that was really more of it than like what I do. Mm-hmm. Think people are supportive of what I do. If you're not, I'm gonna know right away, right. and I'm not gonna move forward. But um, yeah, standards. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, in dating is dating. Like it's not we're getting married or you know what I mean. Like right. dating is filling out who you like, what do you like about them, do they like you, what do they like about you, and deciding if you want to exclusively date or not. We confuse that though. I think like, our generation, like yeah. millennials, talking is it. not dating. Dating Ooh. is not exclusive. I thought talking was Wait, dating. Yeah. Like, let me know what is talking then. Right. Am, I, am I doing too much in a talking phase? Which I'm one I get to? Because <laughs> y'all. So I got definitions. All right. Well, before we go there today, <laughs> okay, let's do a little intro yeah. to like our main topic. So we will get to the sex part eventually. It's coming. It's coming <laughs> but we wanted to talk about the love, not love attachment, relationship attachment styles. Mm-hmm. And Dewey and I both took the tests. Test. To figure out what our attachment styles are. But yes, Ashley, tell me what talking is because I don't know. <laughs> okay, so talking is <laughs> when you exchange numbers with somebody, mm-hmm. you're doing things on a friendship level, mm-hmm. maybe or maybe not had sex. That's okay. up to you and the person. Okay. okay. Um, you know, you just kind of grow an interest, just like okay. testing the waters. Right. That's so you, talking. Like talking is filling them out then. Exactly. Okay. So does so, dating have to be just exclusively the other thing? Or can I be dating multiple people? I think you can date multiple you, people. Okay, so dating... <laughs> <laughs> dating, up, y'all. dating is when you're spending time together, doing activities as friends, and you mm-hmm. are interested in one another, but you're still allowed to talk to other people. Dating exclusively is when you both agreed okay. that you're not talking to other people. That's the difference. Okay. You both wow. agree. Oh. Okay. That word you said, though, you said friends. We don't look at it as friends, though. It's like, yeah. if I'm talking to you, we having sex, you're not my friend. Mm-hmm. Like, well, some people think like that. Yeah. But you're not my friend, so I think we jump straight to the bat of, okay, 
I fuck with you, you fuck with me, so this is something serious. Without having that established mutual yeah. whatever, like you said, the mutual yeah. agreement. We don't we skip that. Mm-hmm. Do you skip it, Brie? Um <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? I was asking, okay. do you skip that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Um I think I just I get caught up easily. So especially for the most part, the guy that I guess I was dating or talking to um, it was usually me who wanted them first. And so after they showed me that attention, I'm like, but like, I'm in there. We're about to be dating exclusively. <laughs> like, I'm with my turn, though. But I know it's coming. It never comes. <laughs> and so I felt like in my head, I do like, don't laugh. I'm sorry. Funny. <laughs> Stop so funny. funny. Um, in my head, I think I unconsciously sort of like skipped that whole talking stage. Because I felt like, well... I already liked you, and so obviously you like me, so we're dating, like, you know. The problem with that (laughs) is that you had all of these conversations with yourself in Mm. your head, and that person was not a part of the conversation. Yeah. So you need to, and it's tough. It is tough, especially in our society where we got you know, Instagram and DMs and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And you could be like liking these person pictures and they liking yours and they comment and you comment. But that does not replace a conversation that you have with that person in person or on the phone or whatever. But like you need to have a conversation, not you, but people need to have a conversation (laughs) about your expectations. And you kind of, not kind of. You got to accept what the person says. Like, if they tell yeah. you, I ain't really trying to be in a relationship, then they're not trying to be in a relationship. Yeah. You can't sway them. You can't change mm-hmm. their mind. If that's what they tell you, that's what it is. And you just have to accept it. And it might hurt your feelings. And I think sometimes women and or men don't want to know the answer to the question, so they never ask. That's true. Yeah, because when guys ask, what do I want? I'd be like... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they can figure it out. <laughs> but nah, I be knowing what you I know want. Exactly because it's like, sometimes, like, especially with women, I feel like we know what we want. And most times we know that we're not getting that right in that moment, right? So I'm not going to tell you, like, oh, okay, yeah, like, I'm trying to bag you eventually. But because right now, all I want you to do is. Text also, me back. Huh? Just text me back. Text me back. <laughs> no, bro. Text me back. <laughs> and also, like, I want the guy to also know that you want me too. So I give y'all time to, like, figure that out if you want me or not. So after I feel like you want me, then why are we playing? <laughs> why are we playing? Which is why my relationship attachment style really showed how we were. So, <laughs> so let's get into that. Yeah. Ashley, tell us about relationship attachment styles. Like, what is it? So basically, there are four different uh, relationship attachment styles. I'm sure they'll probably talk about theirs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so each of these relationship attachment styles, we we basically learn them um, throughout our lives. So it starts out when we're when we're children, and the relationships that we have with our parents or our grandparents or whoever raised us, our siblings, whoever, we learn how relationships are going to happen, whether they're great or flawed based off of the way that we grow up. So we're socialized into how we want to receive attention, Mm -hmm. and then once we get attention, how to respond to it. And so... um, so, yeah, I mean, I, that's that's that in a nutshell. So, do you want me to talk about, like, each one? Or, yeah, you can, but I... Okay, or, yeah, you can talk about Or do you want to go one. into the ones that y'all are, and we'll then I can cover the other I want to know why it's important to know it, though. 
Okay, so it's important to know your relationship attachment style because this is really going to impact how you handle those conversations. Right. Um, it's going to determine how you approach those conversations and it's going to then um, impact your response to your partner's like view of where you all are okay. in the relationship. Um, so that's really, like, it's a, it's a three-step process. Like, if you have a certain type mm -hmm. you may not ask those questions yeah. and if you have a different type you may go to the person very comfortable very secure like i need to know <laughs> and this is what we're doing afterwards um so yeah. that's why it's important okay so i'm gonna go ahead with mine first go right so um oh we didn't tell which the four were oh you want me you want yeah me? okay uh, so the first one is secure the second one is anxious preoccupied the third one is dismissive avoidant, and then the fourth one is fearful avoidant. Okay, so when you sent these, right, in the email, you had four. I knew which one I was, but I think today, like, taking that test really showed me what I was, because God got a graph and everything. Um, <laughs> so I'm dismissive avoidant. Yes, you are. Surprise, surprise, not really a surprise, but could. Surprise cool. at all. So the really thing that, the thing that stuck out to me was just like, so when I heard dismissive, recently, like, as of recently, people have been telling me I'm very dismissive, right? Like, this is just on the, other side of, on the other side of things. I don't think I'm dismissive, but I don't really like getting into things as far as, like, arguments and things like that. I'm quick to say, okay. So then when I read this description and it was like, um, you don't you don't really get, like, emotionally attached. Like, you try to, like, keep yourself from being emotionally attached. I really do. And that's, like, me not showing my feelings is me saying, okay. Because I don't even want to get into it. I don't want to, you know, I no, just don't even want to get into you it. you want to get into it, like, at a later time. On my time. On your and, time. And it definitely said Which that. Which is on why your time it's when dismissive. You're ready. Right. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense, right? Yeah, definitely. I, 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 oh, my. <laughs> I'm dismissive avoidant. Um, but I'm really trying to understand. So, for me, what did I go through as a kid? You don't know. I'm not saying like specifics, but I'm saying like. <clears throat> but it doesn't also, it doesn't have to be. So, like I said. These relationship attachment styles evolve with you. Yeah. So maybe something triggered you to maybe maybe you had something happen. Like okay. maybe you I mean, I don't know, like I'm not a psychologist, but yeah. <laughs> something happened and maybe you expressed yourself mm -hmm. to somebody, whether it was a parent, a sibling, a first crush, a early girlfriend, whatever. Right. You expressed yourself and maybe they didn't receive you well. Okay. Or they didn't receive you in the way that you wanted to be received. You might be right. And moving forward, you've been dismissive about it because you're, right. you're like, I'm not doing that again. I feel like they're like, listening to me. Yeah, you're right. I'm not my mom my and them listening to me. You're and right. so sometimes <laughs> it could be something as simple as that, okay. where you felt vulnerable in a situation, right. mm -hmm. and then whoever you're being vulnerable with did not receive your vulnerability in the way that you wanted them to. Okay. And so moving forward, you're like, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that again because I don't want to deal with that. That's very true. So I don't know what happened to you in your life, but, <laughs> but that's what it sounds like to me is that something triggered that. All right. When it happened, I don't know. But you have to think about what what possibly could that have been? Because we don't just wake up one day and be like, I'm going to just tell everybody I'm good mm -hmm. and I don't want them asking yeah. questions. We don't do that as people. Right. Something happened that we didn't like that was that was like hurtful yeah. to us and rather than talk about the hurt we mask it with i'm good i'm fine right. i'm straight how you doing i'm okay 
Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not saying this for all males, but I think as males, like growing up, you were always like taught to be strong. So like you couldn't really express yourself. You express mm-hmm. yourself, you saw. So it kind of, I think it just kind of built to be like, I'm good. Even if I'm not good, I'm good, you know? Yeah. Well, I think you also dismiss other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> so hold on real quick. So I'm going to read y'all what a dismissive avoidant is, okay? They tend to be emotionally distant. They may avoid true intimacy. They may push themselves away from being vulnerable. When they feel cornered, they may shut down and convince themselves that they don't care when they really do. Um, they may use their independence to rationalize having a few close relationships. <laughs> that's, that's him. That's so me. <laughs> like, so, Ashley, when we, like, first became friends, like, what? How, wait, 2013. Yeah. Yeah. And so, he'll always tell me, like, okay, well, basically... He hasn't seen us being friends for a long time. And so I'll always be like, like, why don't you see that? I feel like we'll be friends like forever now at this point. We got closer or whatever. And he'll be like, well, nah, I'm my only friend, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why do you act that way? It's because he had some very bad friendships. Hmm. But I feel like it's interesting how that turns into like his independent attitude when it comes to his friendships, which is why I say he's dismissive. Because I know he cares about me, you know? Mm-hmm. But he dismisses me all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> who are you talking to, you know? And because my attachment style is fearful avoidant. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think that's why we, we, like, clash a lot. Yeah. Because after... Okay, since I know that I'm fearful, not with him anymore, but I'm just fearful in general when it comes to me speaking up about how I feel about things. So now I'll just tell him, like, how I feel about it. And sometimes it's not, like, in the best tone or the best, like, context. But I'm trying to get it out because, you know, I value our friendship. But it, it clashes a lot because then he'll dismiss me. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, well, I just told you how I feel about it. But now, like, I'm scared again. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's really unhealthy. Yeah. No, um, yeah. We're very unhealthy. Yeah, it's not healthy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean... So, I'm dismissive avoidant as well. Okay. And those who know me (laughs) know that I got, like, five friends that are close to me. Mm -hmm. And two of those friends is my daddy and my brother. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, I got three friends. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so terrible because I know, like, hundreds of people. Yeah. And and I'm sorry if you thought we was close friends. (laughs) No, we not. Avoided. I definitely understand what you mean about being dismissive in your friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, we don't try to be on purpose. Like, right. I don't think very purposeful. I don't think that, and I'm not like defending us necessarily, right. yeah. but right. because it's two of us in a room. Like, like, you, got, you know what I'm saying? I speak for us. That, right. I think that for us, Sometimes it is easier for us to dismiss how we're feeling or even what you're telling us in the moment because, at least for me, I need some time to process what you're saying. So I cannot process in the moment something that you're saying about how you feel or, like, something I did or something I said. I need, like... 
some time to think about it. Right. And if you want an answer from me right away, you're not going to get it because I need some time to process. Like, mm. but that's me. Like, I'm very analytical. That's how I've always been. And, like, I can't give you an answer right now as you're looking at me in my face. Right. I'm going to just, I'm a, I, I, I need, like, I'll get to you tomorrow. <laughs> Or, like, in a couple hours. Yeah. yeah. So, that is what the dismissiveness that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I don't know if you do the same thing. No, but I'm like, actually the same way. And, yeah. and, like, when I was reading, it says detach from their emotions and may be perceived as cold and unloving. Like, I don't, I'm not unloving. Yeah. It's just, like, like you said, it takes me a minute to be, like, first of all, I always think I'm right. Right? So, that's yeah, a bad thing anyways. Right. I know. So, we got pride you issues. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. That's it's, not it's a lot of pride. issues. And I, and I just said it. Like, I've said it on here, like, I have, I am very prideful. Mm-hmm. So you, like, knowing that, it takes me a minute to even, when you tell me something, I still got to assess if I'm right or wrong, right. you know, before we even, before it I can get to your feelings. About that, though. But that's the thing, before I get to my, before I get to your feelings, I got to check mine. Yeah. Because, one, well, you can't be private. Well, don't hold but don't check yours, but come check me after, you don't check yours. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> like don't yeah. check me about how I feel, bro. You can't do that. That's how I feel. But this is why knowing your attachment style mm-hmm. is important, because if you know what yours is, and right. you know what your friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, wannabe boyfriend, girlfriend, if you you know, best friend, if you know what theirs is and you can understand where they're coming from, Mm -hmm. it allows you at least to be like, well, dang, I know if I do this or say this, it's probably going to make them feel some type of way. So let me try to be like, I'm not going to do this. Or on your end, Mm -hmm. if you're like, he always dismissed me, maybe it's because he needs to process and you have to just be willing to be like, I'm going to tell you this and it's heavy, (laughs) heavy, heavy. But I know that you usually dismiss me and I feel some type of way about it. Yeah. Right. I tell you what it is yes. and I'm going to give you until tomorrow to get back to me. Period. And you don't have to say anything. Let me just drop it on you and get back to me tomorrow. Yes. Like, that's you being a good friend to him, understanding yes. his attachment style and him being a good friend to you is not telling you, like, I ain't trying to hear that or, okay. or like, man up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you have to work together to understand mm-hmm. each other. Um... But yeah, like, you know, sometimes we deal with some pride and we, you know, Tell especially if you time. checking us about something. Yeah, period. He is not trying to hear it. But no, no, because pause, because y'all really act like you try to check y'all. And I'm like, nah, I'm just telling you that you wasn't doing that right. I'm trying to help you because you're my friend. I appreciate that. Like, right. no, but <laughs> the way that you come at me has to be correct. Period. Wait, let's hear it on the next side. I'm a Virgo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a Scorpio. A Scorpio so, okay. yeah. But mm. we supposedly all get along. Right. We do get along. We no, do. we did no, it works, but it's like But that's dang, the thing you have to hard. understand where people are coming from. Like, prime example. Thank you. Prime example. Okay. So <laughs> like all right, so I'm in a sorority. Okay. I got line sisters yes. and neos and neos and neos and grand neos, all of that. So like I love them. Right? right, but if they like say something to me, and it's not said to me in the way that I can receive it, mm-hmm. I'm just not gonna say nothing, there like you go. at all. There you go. Until one, because I'm trying to make sure, like, and this is me growing, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't say anything because in the moment I'm trying to make sure that whatever my response is is a healthy response right. for Bro. me and for the person receiving whatever <laughs> I got to say. Right. <laughs> right? But then, like, on the same on the same token, like, me and my dad are super tight. But the other day, I had to tell him about himself because <laughs> he called me, 
like at six in the morning, like trying to get me to do something that wasn't feasible to do because nothing was open right. at six a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, like, I think that we all have work to do, and none of us are perfect. <laughs> But the importance is, is that you have to know people, and like I've made, I've made up with the people who I've had conflict with, and conflict will come. Right. But just like you have to know the person, and you have to know that their intent usually okay. is good. Right. If you don't know the person, like yeah. a relationship, like a like somebody you're dating or talking to, if you don't know them and you don't know their intention is good, you're gonna always be defensive. This is true. Huh. This is very true. My intentions are always good. Mm-mm. It's just the delivery. <laughs> it's your delivery, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, I just like with anybody, it's their delivery. Okay. Well, <laughs> I want... Next. So I'm avoiding this now. Right, exactly. Yeah, there I'm you go. avoiding. Um, so, because I wanted to sort of free what mine said, because for the people out there who are just like me, because there's no one in a room like me right now. <laughs> Sorry. So, fearful, avoiding individuals, as the name implies tend to be rather anxious about being abandoned or rejected by their partner, and as a result, will often keep an emotional distance in order to protect themselves from what they believe will be inevitable pain. Which, it's not completely me. Like, I feel like I'm overly emotional. And sometimes I show it too much mm-hmm. to the people that probably don't care. <laughs> and, um, but it comes from me being, like, anxious to communicate and I know it definitely relates to my childhood because I'm the only child well I have siblings but wait what (laughs) (laughs) I always forget yeah um (laughs) I have siblings I just didn't grow up with anyone on your dad's side I'm just saying on your dad's (laughs) side like she's the only child to her mom you know what I'm saying so that would make more sense she was confused like wait wait, did you avoid them (laughs) I did I (laughs) did I'm going to talk to them one day. I need to. Beautiful. <laughs> um, so, I'm the only child. And so, um, whenever I would try to express how I felt to like, my parents or to my friends, I didn't really have anyone to practice that with. So, it was a lot of me telling myself, like, all right, Rihanna, you feel this way about this. Just go to them. I didn't have like a middle man because I, I was also sheltered, so I ain't had friends for real. So now that I'm older, when it comes to me communicating with my friends or people that I date, if it's really important to me and I feel that and I feel it's very important to me, I overly like invest into it to the point where it's just too much. But I can still feel the fear of me doing it. Like I know that I'm anxious to tell Dewey that, oh. I don't like your idea about this, but I want to tell him so he knows, but I'm still fearful. I still say it though, but deep down I'm like, well, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I don't want him to know that I don't agree with him type thing. Mind you, she never agrees, so that's kind of, that's kind of where we're at with that, but go ahead. Yeah, but like, me like, (laughs) not because it's like, have you ever just had like friendships where you just kind of like, like you don't, like you know how they'll react to something that you said. Like, you just know offhand, right? Mm-hmm. But you still do it anyways. That's how I am. I just do it because I want you to know. And you don't feel like I'm, like, not communicating. Like, or really communicate because I'm so fearful of communicating. It's weird. Okay. No. <laughs> I know. It's like I'm, I'm overly communicating because I'm scared to just communicate in general. 
So I'm trying to get it all out. Gotcha. To work on my communication skills. I get you. So I would challenge you. Yeah, challenge me. To think about how, because we just talked about love, right? So mm -hmm. if you love the friendships that you have, I would challenge you to think about, like this is a platinum world, right? So think about how the other person is going to respond and try, even though you feel that you need to say what you need to say, mm -hmm. think about your delivery and like, if you know if they're going to respond, then try to get them to respond in a different way. Mm, yeah. That's going to be more beneficial to both of you. Like, if you know that they're going to be like, oh, whatever. Like, yes. then try to deliver it in a different way where that's not the response. Yeah, I'm not even caring enough about how they feel. You should care. I just be like, ah, got this out now. Like, thank God. And you should care because you care how they talk to you and how they approach right. you. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. the things that they do that you don't like, they may then also be willing to not do those things intentionally because they also care about you. Huh. Makes sense. So it's just a gr it's just we go we're going together. We yeah, we gotta grow. Grow. Together. Growth. Okay, so we're talking about attachment styles and we've given ours, right? <laughs> so do they change naturally over time or do they change based off of who we're messing with or who we are involved with? Both. They're naturally gonna change as we grow up mature. Okay. Um, and they're also going to change based off of relationships or um, people that we deal with okay. like because if if we have a certain style yeah. and then we have an interaction with somebody that totally wrecks our life like we all been there yeah. then it's going to change because you're either going to be defensive afterwards or yeah. you're going to be so secure afterwards um, because they've they've helped you like they've molded you in some kind of way like those experiences have molded you in some kind of way right. but then also just as we get older and we learn from things um, we naturally just grow and enhance. Um, sometimes we get weaker, sometimes we get stronger. Right. And so mm -hmm. our relationship attachment styles will change um, based off of experiences that we have. I feel I'm getting weaker and weaker um, after dealing with like men and dating. Like I swear like after I leave, well actually they leave me first. <laughs> so after like a guy leaves me and I'm like, moving on to the next person or whatever it may be, I'm like, how do I get stronger from, like, constant situations of where people are playing me, you know? And I think it really comes down to me being more, um, I guess, more intentional and in knowing, like, what my attachment style is and, like, mm -hmm. knowing the type of men that will trigger it. I always find myself talking to men who are complicated AF, like, either they had a girlfriend, got a girlfriend, somebody still think they're their man like it's always complicated and yet I keep like clinging to people like that and it's just making my attachment style just like deeper and deeper to where it's just like well I'm more avoidant of like sharing personal things about myself with men now because I'm like well y'all gonna be here for long you know what I mean yeah. and especially when it comes to sex now, I mean, I wasn't out here, but, like, now I'm more selective mm. of people that I have sex with because I know what comes with that, mm -hmm. and I don't want to feel that for every single man that I have sex with. So, I think that, well, I'm starting now. Well, yeah, I'm starting now. 
that I should also be more selective about people that I deal with emotionally and mm-hmm. not just about people that I have sex with. Yeah. Before I'm like, well, I'm not up my body count for him, but I'm still like investing my emotions into him for what? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that comes with growth and maturity of yeah. knowing what's best for you mm-hmm. and that's that self-love piece right yeah. so you know what's best for you you know what's unhealthy for you and you make that conscious decision to allow someone to hurt you potentially mm-hmm. or to grow you in some kind of way so like kudos to you for <laughs> no for real though like that's that's a big step because i think sometimes men and or women um they want to be with somebody like social media and like everything is telling us that like we should be partnered with somebody. We yeah. should be with somebody. We should be happy. We should be this. We should be that. Um, but we don't we don't talk about what it takes to get there. Exactly. And we don't talk about what it takes to keep it. Mm-hmm. Right? So you can get a person. It's real easy to get a person. Right. But it's not easy to keep a person. It's not. It's not. And so... Um, <laughs> At all. And right. so I think that for those who maintain their relationships over time throughout years and through marriage and all of these things, like... They found a way to do so, and I'm telling you, if you talk to those people, I have several married friends who said it was it was rough, right. and it still is rough, and they, they found a way to communicate, right. and that's what it comes down to, is you have to be able to communicate with that person, like, whether they're going to say something you don't want to hear or not, like, you have to be willing to communicate, and so whether you invest emotionally, physically, whatever, you have to communicate what you want and get and like say your expectations and right. if they're not on the same page as you you gotta let it go nah true or you're gonna risk being hurt and allowing yourself to fall deeper and deeper into this unhealthy like toxic relationship because mm-hmm. you're willing to do that right and I was like I was in church so what you kind of just said you have to like kind of come up with you have to define it you have to be able to define the relationship to be able to be in it mm-hmm. um so that was act. what you gonna cover me that's because actually no that was actually really dope you never want to define right and I, what i was gonna say was people. i i was a type of person that well kind of still am i just like to go with the flow you know what yeah. i'm saying so like i didn't really want to put out expectations because i didn't want to get let down by you know what i'm saying platonic or really fucking with a girl type shit mm-hmm. so i was more so like oh whatever happens happens if it happens this way then cool but when I was in church and I was sitting there and he like, you have to, if you're in a relationship or any relationship has to be defined to know what you expect from me and what I expect from you. Mm-hmm. And I told myself, <laughs> dismissive avoidant, <laughs> that I didn't need to do that. I can just go with the flow because you ain't going, you ain't going to play me. You ain't going to hurt me because I'm not going to give you that to hurt me. And we just going to go that way. But it hasn't really helped me in any way. Sorry, so, because right. that's your pride. Exactly. You're yeah. right. You're so right. Yeah. Yeah. You're so that's right. Because I've dealt with that. Like. Our pride can be our worst enemy. Mm -hmm. Like, we are, we can be our worst enemy because, like, if you know that defining whether this is a relationship, whether we're talking, whether we're dating, whether we're exclusive, whether we're cool, whatever, Mm -hmm. if just doing that is so difficult, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. Mm. No, that's true. That's a word. Are you stopping? That's a word. Are you probably not, but that's a word. I've been, I've been trying. No, I've been practicing it a little bit more. So like, like this practice is me. it with your friendships. No, that's me. Like yeah. I could be mad at somebody, but once we talk about it, it's kind of like I say that I'm over it, but I'm really not. Like I, I really still, it's still there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still not. So really why do you say you're over it? 
because I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to. I don't want you to know how it may have affected me. So I'm just gonna say but it's cool. Your like, friend. We're good. You're right. Mm-hmm. Exact things I need to grow on. Yeah. I'm just I'm just being transparent with yeah. things. Um, you should try writing how you feel. You know what? I used to write a lot. Yeah. You know, I'm just to get it. Just to get it out. Correct. You should try writing yeah, it out just nah. to get it out, so you're mm-hmm. not holding it in. I talk and you're to myself not, too. So that's cool. yeah. I do that. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's not helping you. Oh yeah, I'll be talking to myself Positive like yo, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like yo, bro, like come on now. Um, yeah. but nah, that's funny. So <laughs> this, so the relationship attachment styles kind of brings me. It kind of reminds me of love languages, right? Mm-hmm. And so I also took the love, five love languages test. You better not be the same. And so it's funny because like a couple years ago, me and Bree was writing. So I think it was either writing to somebody's graduation or whatever. But we kind of had the same ones. But I think they kind of changed. But you just took it. So mine, oh, my first one. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. My first one is, which is kind of crazy. I know my top two, three. Okay. Access service, quality time. No. Access service, words of affirmation, and quality time. Or like something like that. Those right? are my three. See? That's crazy, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> what, so what is the difference between like relationship attachments and the five love languages like what is it like they sound like the same to me it just i feel like relationship attachment kind of gets deeper into it yeah so the love language is basically how you want to receive love okay so like for me my tied top two are words of affirmation and quality time okay so i need need (laughs) need to receive positive affirmations yes. like Same. i need that like i need to hear i'm proud of you right. good job right. like right you look good today like Probably. i need to hear really that. i need it see i don't give it enough i need to hear i feel that. like you should just know like and it's you, not you a confidence it's not a confidence thing it's no, not a, it's, it's, it's based off of the way that i grew up like right. my dad he best complimenter ever yeah worship this dog like you know what i mean (laughs) and so like because of that i have grown up with always receiving that right and so if i don't receive it i feel like well are you not seeing all this work on my neck like do you not see the time and effort that i do to reach these things it's not about stroking my ego or nothing like that it's really about are you paying attention Mm. to the things that i'm Mm. doing Right. And so for me, I need that. Like I have the best relationships with people when they can acknowledge the things that I'm doing. That's so true. I used to think that wasn't me, but that's me too. Like I need that. And when I don't receive that, I feel like you don't care or you're not paying attention. And like, as far as quality time, like quality time isn't really as strong for like, well, eh. Like, for my friendships, yeah. because I'm busy. But I do <laughs> but, value but I do value spending time with my friends, um, you know, when I can. Right. And, like, you know, same thing with my family. Like, when I can, like, the time is we about to create some memories. Right. Um, and with relationships, like, yeah, like, I like spending time with the person. Even if I'm doing something, like, even if I'm writing something, reading something, watching something, just being in the same room with the person is really important to me. Yeah. So... It relates to our love attachment styles because if we don't receive the love mm-hmm. in the way that the that we want to, then it makes it hard to attach to the person. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it affects the way we attach to the person based off of whether we feel like we're receiving that love or not. And if we are like the secure person, mm-hmm. we even talk about the person. Right. So the secure per the secure person, 
who um, who attaches in that way, like, they're so confident going to their partner about anything, like, good, bad, ugly, they'll come to you, they'll hear you out, you know, they'll figure out a way, yeah. like, dope, right? But I'm curious to know what are their love, attach- like, their love languages, and are they receiving those love languages? So, yeah, like, I think that if you know your love language mm-hmm. and you're able to communicate that with your friends, family, whoever, right. and they are willing to love you that way, not the way they want to love you, but love you the way you need to be loved, mm-hmm. you will have a better relationship attachment style. Period. We're done. <laughs> Drops the mic. <laughs> Man, send help. Please. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Nah, 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 for real. Send help. All right, y'all. So it's time for send help, send help, send help. So if you ever have any questions, scenarios, need advice about something that you're going through, because we're all trying to grow together, because we know that adulting sucks. So we're here if you need anything. Um... You can DM us on Twitter or Instagram at Am I Grown Yet? Or you can email us at sendhelpaigy at gmail.com. Or you can text us if you have our number. If you don't have our number, then please feel free to use the other options. <laughs> um, so today, it's a little bit different because we have a sexologist in the room. And we gathered questions that you guys had when it comes to sex. So instead of our usual like scenario type thing, we're going to have Ashley answer a few of y'all's questions. Um, so I can just pick the first one. Okay. Um, so... Ashley. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> what type of question is this? Okay, so. Because <laughs> I, I know. They're probably listening. They probably listening. Come on. Well, now. I know who it is. Ooh. Okay, so um, why do people think your head has to be sloppy? You mean like men or women? Or I guess that was a girl, so women. So why do they think that the person they're giving head to has to be sloppy? So why do I feel like she got to give me sloppy toppy? So that's a conversation that you should have with the person because (laughs) no, seriously, because like I think that some men like that and some don't. Like when it comes to first of all, when it comes to head, like you have to just think about that you're. It'd be real graphic. Let's go. Your mouth is replacing the <laughs> vagina, right? right? So if the vagina's wet, then yeah. the mouth has to be wet. Right. And so that's what a male is feeling, or that's the thought that he's thinking of. Ah. And so if the um, if the vagina is wet and keeps getting wet, then they want the mouth to also be wet and continue to be wet. Please. So it's not necessarily about it being sloppy, really. Yeah. It's Please. about like, open your mouth. Like. Yeah. So it's not. <laughs> it's not really about it being. And it could be about it being sloppy. Like maybe they just really like that. Right. So I mean, and if you're doing it to please the person, then you sh- then you should be thinking about is that something that you're willing to do for the person? It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so our next one is, <clears throat> let's see. Okay, when writing, what are some ways to improve my skills? Um, improve your skills, hows? I got to follow up. But um, I guess, um, 
practice. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? That's the best thing I have. Um. So again, I mean, like. I feel like you. Okay, I'm not yeah. trying to support you, but like it, it's depending on the person. Because I know I like to be rolled a certain way. So like, oh, dude, another dude might not not like like that. Like. That's what I'm saying. Practice. Yeah. So <laughs> you can practice with your partner, right. like, um, like asking them what they like, if mm. they want to be, like, if the person wants to be guided, right. like, if they want you to be in full control, mm. like, if it's a mutual thing. Like, again, it comes down to communication. So, right. like, you can't be afraid to ask, like, okay, like, I want to be better at this. Like, I want you to help me be better at this. Like, what do you like? And then, like, walk through it with the person um, that's really the best thing I could tell you. Well, I'm a virgin, but... Oh, girl. Um, <laughs> I will say, <laughs> I feel like when it comes to writing, I really think that it, it depends on, like, the position that yeah. you're in while yeah. you're writing him. I wouldn't know, because I'm a virgin. <laughs> but, um, I... Okay, because, okay, I'm not a virgin, no. But I'm saying, so... <laughs> Back in my day, when I was trying to learn how to do it, too, it is awkward, like, asking them, like, oh, like, is this okay? Like, how does that feel? Mm -hmm. I think that looking at their face kind of helps you. Not really, because we can fake that. Oh, so yeah, you're faking it? it's not. Because mm -hmm. I, oh. I feel like sometimes it's not when I'm getting rolled, like, they don't get up enough, so I don't feel that, like, mm -hmm. constant up and down. It's more like uh, they're just staying there, so I'm like, mm -hmm. and I'm starting to feel my man's, like, you know what I'm saying, get a little, he not as strong as he was, because it's mm -hmm. not really, it's not really, um, what you call that, and uh, what's that word? Um, like, it's not really, a, I'm not aroused, pretty much. Like, uh, I'm just not, yeah. you're still, you're staying in the same place as far as, like, if, if we're doing missionary and I'm in and out with you, yeah. I'm that movement is keeping me hard or it's keeping uh, me going. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, right, right, I knew right, my right. man, so I knew what faces to look for. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> next question. Let's see. If I can open it. Oh, this is a great question. What's the best way to balance your pH? So, yeah. typically, it's going to be based off of the things that you eat. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to keep your pH balanced. Um, I personally don't recommend like special like wipes or shampoos. Nothing against those brands and those companies, but like the vagina is made to self-cleanse itself and it's basically made to help um like keep everything balanced. Um if someone's getting like a lot of yeast infections or bacterial infections or something like that, then it's really going to um, come down to, like, how much water you're drinking and, like, what types of foods you're eating, like, whether they're really acidic foods, mm -hmm. if you're getting enough fruits and vegetables. Like, if you're eating a, a pretty healthy diet, like, your pH is going to be balanced because the body is made to maintain, like, a certain level. Um, so a high pH or low, like, it's basic, like, chemistry. So, like, if you're eating foods that are really, like, have a lot of base or a lot of, acidity in them it's gonna affect the ph in the vagina so hmm. it really comes down to diet but i mean sometimes like we introduce bacteria into our vagina as well so like tampons or periods yeah like certain underwear that we wear like can introduce things having sex introduces bacteria to the body and so um sometimes those things like can alter our ph um but it's really about like knowing your body and knowing where your body is off so if your body is off 
and like any type of cream or whatever that you can buy over the counter isn't working, then definitely go to the doctor and figure out what to do. But like as far as just like maintaining a good pH, it's really about diet and drinking a lot of water. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, I would also say that I remember like being afraid of like discharge. So I'm like, oh, like what? Discharge is normal. Yeah, but I was like, my mom never taught me about discharge. So like when I actually started to have that, I was like, wrong with me i need to go get checked which you should get checked like you know regularly mm-hmm. um so i'll also say like you know monitoring your discharge and how mm-hmm. much of that is coming out and the color doctor, and the smell. yeah my doctor yeah. taught me that because i was confused so i got one is it a problem if a man can't get on can't get turned on by his woman if he feels he's not mentally connected how can he or she get past it so he can't get turned on by his girl is that a problem or like what's some of my advice you got for him? I'm well, not a doctor, but I don't think so. It's a problem if he wants to be turned on. He does. So it's oh. a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. But it's a problem. Okay. Um, because if that's something that he's interested in and he's not able to do so, then it's a problem. Okay. Um, how to move past that is gonna be like him thinking about why, um, what is it that's keeping him, like, what's blocking him right. from that? Like, is it something that she's doing or not doing? Is it something that she said or not said? Are they not connecting? Like, I believe that, like, some people, they have to be stimulated by their partner, like, mentally. Mm-hmm. Like, they have to be able to have good conversations. They got to be able to, like, like the same things. Like, everybody's different. So, like, if I put on ESPN and you trying to watch some, like, sappy movie every time you come over here... I'm not with that. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, little things like that build up over time and can really, like, turn a person off. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I hate to be repetitive, but communication is so important. Because if it bothers you one time, it's going to bother you 50 times. And by 51st time, you ain't going to be turned on. Okay. I personally think that. (laughs) Well, not. I'm just saying, like, I feel... That attraction is very important yeah. in a relationship. And I think that if you're not attracted to things that they do outside the bedroom, can also affect, like, mm-hmm. how you are with them in the bedroom. Like, Definitely. I feel like everyone, like, obviously, you're going to be irritated or annoyed with your partner. Like, that's just, like, that's life. life right. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like if you... Like, write down a list of, not even like a list, but things that, think about the things that you are attracted to that person about. You know what I'm saying? Because right. if that was very short, yeah. when yes. it comes down <laughs> to the bedroom, like, you can only take so much. Because even if, you know, it's not a serious relationship and it is all about sex, mm-hmm. that's a different thing than actually being, like, with someone and mm-hmm. really being down for them, like, in and out. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. I would really evaluate how you feel about them outside the bedroom. That's serious, yeah. I, I don't have a relationship, so. <laughs> <laughs> so don't listen to me, but listen I mean, to me. Yeah, that's what I would yeah. do, though, for real. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at Charles' questions. I'm just laughing that I have to actually read it. Yeah. And I can read them. <laughs> yeah, can you read them? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just childish, and I'm like, I laugh at anything. All right. What are the risks of letting someone piss inside of you, vaginally or anally? Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I well, um, well, first of all, why do y'all want somebody to piss in Okay, Don't judge. Okay, no, don't like, judge. how did that happen? I'm confused. So, okay, so 
like to be no pissed judgment. On. Because no, let's no just judgment. let me let's just say okay. some people have taboos and some people have fetishes. Yes, and a taboo is when you like are um, maybe disgusted or you don't like what somebody is interested in, and right. a fetish or a fantasy is when you're really interested in it. Mm-hmm. So we have to be conscious about the way we respond. Uh, you're right. I'm to people's sorry. questions <laughs> because this could be something that they're really interested in or they really want it to happen or they really like it right. and so that's why they asked so okay no judgment no judgment um, that. the risks bad. with letting someone piss inside of you okay so one um men usually so they have a duct that prevents them from urinating um while they're also creating semen mm. so it usually blocks because they have one like hole right. to pee out of and come out of, right. uh, whereas women has two separate um, openings. So for a man to do this into a person, um, they their body has to turn that switch off and on. Okay. If that is happening, then um, the risk really is just that urine has a lot of acid to it. So when we were talking about pH before, um, urine... The, the bodily fluid is made to, like, um, try to help kill off bacteria. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the, the kidneys, you know, process urine. Right. And so, um, there's really not, other than, like, the risk of, like, a bacterial infection, like BV, bacterial vaginosis, or, like, a urinary tract infection or something like that, um, because you're allowing things to be introduced into the body, mm-hmm. that's the main risk. Um, like sexually transmitted infections, like chlamydia, gonorrhea, stuff like that, they're not going to travel through the urine to the other person. Um, they're going to mostly travel through semen or seminal fluid. Mm-hmm. So um, that would be, you wouldn't necessarily be worrying about those types of risk, but I would definitely be worried about like a yeast infection, a UTI, BB, something like that. Okay. So my next one is, so um, I'm having discomfort when having sex. And I went to the OBGYN and they told me it's nothing wrong with it. Um, My doctor told me that it's because my partner is going too deep, but I don't think that's what it is. What do you think it is? So pretty much she she gets discomfort with him going deep. And she wants to know, she asked her... um, her, she she has a discomfort when having sex. She, mm-hmm. she thinks it's going too deep. Yeah. She asked the doctor, and he also said it's probably from your partner going too deep. And mm-hmm. she wants to know if it's anything else because she just don't think that could be it. What could it be? Um. Well, if the if the doctor thinks that, then I would I would err on the side of the doctor because mm-hmm. they're probably doing some sort of exam to see that. Like so, just like men have different. Um, sizes when they're erect Mm -hmm. um, versus when they're not like every woman has a different size um of her vagina and so um like a woman's um inside vagina is going to expand like the walls is a muscle so her walls are going to expand when she's more comfortable and it's going to contract when she's less comfortable but the size of her vagina is going to be pretty much the same and so if a man's penis is longer than her um, vagina, then it's going to hit up against the cervix. And so it's going to be uncomfortable because it's going to be, it's going to be blocked. Like the cervix stops. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to just hit up against it. It's going to be uncomfortable. Um, 
And if she tenses up from that discomfort, then it's going to be even more uncomfortable. Mm. Well, so I have a question then. Yeah. You're like, you know. So you're not going into nobody's stomach or nothing like that. So yeah, I ain't hitting their stomach. No, like it. They can tell I'm hitting their stomach. No, it hurts. stomach is not connected to the vagina. No, but I mean, I feel good when they tell me I'm in their stomach. But you know, my stomach, oh my God, I'm like, oh, yeah. Let me lie in. It's a lie. Don't tell me it's a lie. But it hurts, though. Yeah. And, and it's cute. I'm like, nah. Yeah. So I would not encourage discomfort of a partner. Um, period. So <laughs> like, um, if the penetration part of it is what's calling the discomfort, then they can go softer. Like they don't have to like pound it or whatever. Right. But if it's like the the depth, so like their penis is like longer than your than, and like they're hitting your cervix, then like that's an issue because. <laughs> I mean, like, just to be clear, like, sex, if people are going to have sex, it's supposed to be pleasurable. It's not supposed to be painful. And, like, sometimes it can be painful if, like, those things are happening or if, you know, like, lubrication is an issue. That can cause it to be painful. Mm -hmm. But, like, if the doctor says that it's probably because of that, then it's probably because of that. Because they're, I mean, they're probably examining that person. So, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to trust the doctor doctor on that one. All right. <laughs> okay. Can the clitoris lose its sensitivity? And then side note, I haven't had sex in a while. Um, no, it's not gonna lose sensitivity because the nerve endings, most of the nerve endings in the vulva or the vagina are in the clitoris. So it's not gonna go away. Like you're born with that. It just has to be stimulated whenever you're ready to go back into having sex. And I remember you saying at the show you were like, so the head of our penis is similar the most, to the clitoris. Yeah, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. cool. So, why is it so hard for men to find women's spots? So, like, she said, okay, she said, why is it so hard for men to find women's spots? He can't make me come. Um, That's a great question. So, <laughs> so first, I would challenge her to know, does she know her spots? That's what I'm saying, man. Because be I believe... <laughs> I'm sorry. This like, is me, again. I believe that it is not your partner's job to make you come, you are supposed to help them know where and when and how you want to come. Mm-hmm. So if you know what you like, then you can tell him and or her what you like. Um, it's it's not a guessing game. Like, it shouldn't be like, oh, like, I'm going to try this and try that. <laughs> yeah. And, like, maybe that's it. And then you're just sitting there waiting for them to, like, figure it out. Like, you should know exactly what you want and right. how you want it, and they should just do it. So if they're not finding your spot, it's because you haven't told them where it is. And if you don't know where it is, you need to find it on your own and then tell your partner. Energy. <laughs> well, how about y'all listen and tell you it's not it? <laughs> and that is also key. Okay. That is also key. Okay. Is it known for men to get more pleasure giving anal? Say that again. Is it known for men to get more pleasure giving Anal. Giving anal? Yeah, like they're doing it to someone. Um, I don't think that there is data out there, and I would be happy to look into this to mm-hmm. determine that. Um, I think when it comes to anal sex versus like penis and a vagina sex, it really comes down to what the person's preference of like what that environment for their penis looks like. So mm-hmm. like men like typically want some area that's like tight 
and wet and mm-hmm. moist, you know. Mm-hmm. So if the anus is more tight and moist and wet for them than the vagina, then they may prefer that for that person or that scenario. Um, it's not... It's not necessarily about the location as it is what pleasure they're getting from it. Um, and so if they if they've had anal sex with a person and they found that that was pleasurable for them, they may want to reenact that with the same person or another person. Um, so and and then there's also preference. So it's a little bit of both. Um, so I don't think that it's necessarily more pleasure or less pleasurable. It's just more so about like. The person that they're doing it with and what what they're getting out of it in that specific instance. Okay. Yeah. So I got a real good one. Is there any research on emotional connections regarding sex? Yes. Tons. Tons. Okay. Yeah. Tell us one. Tell us one you think. She'll be important. back for a soul ties episode. She <laughs> <laughs> don't know yet, but we're gonna do that with her. Right. <laughs> um So, yeah, um, emotions are definitely tied to sexual encounters. Um, Basically, when we have sex with people, we can either um, acknowledge that our emotions are attached Mm -hmm. or we can dismiss that our emotions are attached. Um, So I don't believe in, like, sex with no strings attached because someone is going to have strings at some point. That's very true. Um, and so, yeah, emotions emotions are attached because we're emotional creatures. We're right. spiritual creatures, so spirits are attached, emotions are attached. Um, it's not just body parts and, and bodily fluids. So in a short answer, yes. yes. If you want specific data on that, um, let me know and I'll get you that. Um, and I would want to know specifically what you mean. So whoever answered that question, if you're listening, like I would want more information to get you exactly the answer that you want. All right. So last question this Yes, time? this is the last question. Even oh, wait, no, I'm going to answer. I'm going to okay. answer a question. So. Cool. Okay, so the question is, what can I do to encourage my man to spit in my mouth during sex? <laughs> tell him that that's it's, what you want. It's not funny, y'all. It's simple. It's simple. Okay. Yeah. Just tell your partner that that's what you want. Yeah, because I, I just feel like... When it comes to like those, I'm not calling it kinky, but like those kinky things that you want to do in the bedroom, yeah. you can't really like force someone to right. do that. I feel like if you're telling him and he's still like, nah, then it ain't going to happen yeah, until, he, until he's ready. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm just stuff. not spitting in a wife's mouth. That's just, I mean, it's just not me, but that's cool if you do it. <laughs> if you do it? Yeah, if you do that's it. That's never cool. happened to me, but <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, like when you're just in that moment, anything spit in my uh, mouth. Nah. <laughs> I try, but I don't know. But, but some people are real, like, pleasers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so like, it depends. If they really want to please you, and that's right. something that you're telling them to do, they will do it. But you've got to tell them to do it. And if they're not a pleaser, or if that's not something that they're interested in doing, then they probably don't want to do it because they're uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's Give them time. That. Yeah. So I'm going to answer a question. Uh, what's a healthy amount of times a couple should have sex per week or per month? Mm. That's, um, <laughs> that's actually a great one. And um, I would say the healthy is really going to depend on the like the two people's like sexual desire or their like libido status. Mm-hmm. So like if if this is where relationships have issues. So if someone has a high desire yes. and like they're interested in having sex like multiple times a day, multiple times a week, and the other person is like not interested, mm-hmm. then you have to find creative ways to get 
to get each person to compromise and like meet it like meet somewhere in the middle um but if both people have like a high sex drive then like then y'all can just do it mm-hmm. if both people have a low self sex drive then you may want to try like planning not like fr- friday at eight you know right. but like <laughs> right, right, right. um but like you can like um like entice the person like throughout the day or throughout the week and be like oh like baby's so fine and like oh my gosh like you know on tuesday like we getting a sitter or like whatever the case may be like whatever you're lifestyle is kids without kids busy no busy i ain't got no homework tonight like whatever it is like just like block out the distractions Mm -hmm. and like agree that we're not having a distract we're going on a date i'm gonna get fine like what's your favorite color i'm wearing those panties like whatever it is you know what i'm saying like it's just a matter of like i don't think to say a number for me to tell you a healthy number would be um incorrect and inaccurate because it's it's really up to the relationship mm-hmm. and like what's best for you, um, and that's just really really what it boils down to. Like I can't tell you that twenty times a week is more healthy than someone who has sex once a week or once a month mm-hmm. because if that's their sex drive, then that's their sex drive, right. and that you know and you can't you can't make a person have a higher sex drive and you can't make a person have a lower sex drive. That's just what it is. You just have to find what's comfortable for both people. You close it out for us. You got another question or are you good? No, that's the one I really want to do. Okay. okay, cool. <laughs> so we're going to close it out. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Let us know where we can find you. My, oh, right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, social um, media. Yeah, so I'm not on Twitter and I don't use my Facebook account. So if you send a question on there, I'm never going to see it. <laughs> um, but I do use Instagram quite a bit. So my Instagram is just my name, um, Ashley Towns. There's an underscore um, before and after my name. Towns is spelled... N-E-S, not N-S. So <laughs> A-S-H-L-E-Y-T-O-W-N-E-S. And um, you can send me messages and I'll answer them. Okay. So before we close all the way out, I want to give a special thanks to the people that helped us with our event. By the way, it was a sold out event. We had like 100 plus people for our first event. Um, so I want to definitely say thank you to our friends and family for all their love and support. Um, my grandma had all the food and decorations, you know what I'm saying, on deck. Miss Angie for the lovely cupcakes, and you can find her at Cup of Cake. Um, our amazing DJ, Richard Harrison. Everyone who helped set up, I think we had a couple friends that helped. Um, Amanda, <laughs> our pure romance lady. Um, the three poets or spoken words, we had Drew Tyler. You can find him on YouTube and IG at hi underscore I'm Drew. Lauren, she's a senior at UC. Great. You can find her on IG at Lolo um, underscore nine two three. And then okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and then um, Naki, she's a mom, a poet, and I think she said a songwriter as well. But you can find her on IG as well as at Naki Speaks. Um, and then we have Miss Ashley for coming to be our sexpert. Thank you for that. And then finally, our videographer. Our video about to drop soon, so be ready for that. Um, Jay, you can find him on Instagram at J-P-E-X visuals. So yeah, I hope I got everybody. Um, my shout mom and her friend definitely Ray. worked the, uh, they worked the ticket table. Y'all was doing y'all's thing. And shout out to God. You okay, because he does it. He did it. He did it. There'll be more to come. And also shout out to a bit complex. Yes, definitely. Our partners definitely. in this. Um, it was a 
It was long. It was a long, it was a long experience, <laughs> but we loved it. They were, they're hilarious. It was just fun to work with them. Yeah, it was. And there'll be more to come. Yes. So we will see you guys next week. Yes.